All right, Dapper Dividends number 39. Check me out. I got 1,439 plays for a cool and even Steven $14. I just took a look. I was going to buy some more Bitcoin or Ripple. And holy cow, Bitcoin's taking a bit of a tumble. As of post time right now, it's at $11,442.04. Taking a bit of a tumble, the tumbling tumbleweeds. My grandpa used to sing about the tumbling tumbleweeds. Did I tell you he was born and raised in Veblen, South Dakota, a little town outside of Veblen called Hillhead. So check this out. If you ever need a confidence boost like I do, that just sounds like an ad read. It's not going to be an ad read. So sometimes I use this little mental trick if I need a confidence boost, if I was going into a meeting or if I was going to speak with my employer per se, I have this little trick that I do and you can do it too. Think of a time in your life that it could be from any time when you just felt amazing, whether you won a spelling bee or you hit a home run in little league, uh, you scored the winning goal, the winning basket as time ran out, you crushed it at a, I don't know, piano recital. Just whatever time in your life you felt like, hell yes, just that air of confidence. So when you think of that, you put your brain in that thought and you think, you know what? I am good enough. I crushed it before. I can crush it again. And one of those things for me is my spot check with the commanding officer of the USS John C. Stennis CVN-74. Go ahead and Google that, everybody. The John C. Stennis, that is the aircraft carrier that I was stationed on. So what uh, what I will do is, let me set this up. So when I made petty officer, which is the first rank that you don't automatically get. So E1 is the bottom and E3, it goes all the way up to E9. But E1 to E3, which is the ranks are pretty much automatic. You do, I think it was six months in and you automatically get promoted if you aren't a screw up and you don't go to captain's mast and get in trouble. So anyway, E4 is the first real rank where you have to have proper evaluations. We call them evals and you have to pass a test and you have to be recommended by your superiors in order to make that rank. So it's the first leadership role that you really come into in the United States Navy. I don't know how it is in the other branches, but I was a machinist mate third class. I was a petty officer third class, as they call it. And that's when they first put you in charge of maintenance checks. So one of them was like greasing the elevator cables. Oh, by the way, I was in G4 division. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So on the weapons elevator, there is weapons department, which I was part of. And there is nine, there were nine, there were, there are, the ship still exists. I was just on it in January. So there are nine weapons elevators. There are six lower stage weapons elevators that go from the hangar deck down into the magazines and then there are three upper stage elevators that go from the hangar deck to the flight deck so the way it would happen is you would run they would run the ordnance or missiles bombs rockets everything up from the magazines into the hangar deck and then from the hangar deck they would use one of the three elevators to go up to the flight deck and that's where they would uh, handle them and then another weapons department would arm the the jets and the fighters and all that so I worked and I maintained the weapons elevators. So it was kind of cool. It was a job that had some ups and downs. Anyway, so when you do a maintenance check, 
there's a specific process you go through. You have to start by filling out some forms and then relaying to your uh, crew that's assigned for that check, what the check is going to be. And then you supervise it, you delegate who's going to do what, and you're more of a supervisory role. So that's what I was doing. <clears throat> and because I was one of the more squared away sailors in the division, they, uh, they would give me these spot checks as they call them. So it's kind of like a surprise check and the way they do it, it, you know, it's coming and they would start, start you out easy. They started me, um, with like my division chief, somebody I saw every day and they thought, Hey, he's pretty good at this. So the spot, any officer or senior authority member will do a spot check. And it's pretty nerve wracking because you have to pull out the, you had to pull out the manuals and you had to show your exact paperwork and you had to show all the tools that were used and walk through step by step what was done, what was the end result. Every, every dot has to be dotted and every T has to be crossed, I suppose. And it's very, very nerve wracking. So there is one thing that the commanding officer will do is he'll have surprise spot checks. We know a couple days in advance. So um, I had did a spot check with the gun boss. So the gun boss was an old salt. He was an old sea dog from Vietnam era. And he was the head of weapons department. So he was one of the senior officers on the boat in the naval life. We call a ship a boat. Don't ask me why we do. We call it the boat. So he was one of the more senior officers on the boat. This is the gun boss. And I did a spot check with him and I apparently impressed him so much so that when it came time, they delegated to weapons department was going to get a spot check with the commanding officer. It goes to him and he said it's going to go to G4 division, uh, petty officer Knopf. That's my last name. So they told me and holy cow i mean talk about quaking in your boots i was so so scared because the commanding officer uh he, he was uh captain ralstone was his name he had been in since vietnam as well so he had been in for over 20 years uh since the early mid 70s i think this was 1990 uh, 1998 that was this was so uh, almost as long as I had been alive, he or for longer than I was alive, he had been in the Navy. And he was up there. So he was a captain. A captain is one rank below admiral. Below There's rear admiral, lower half, rear admiral, upper half. Those are the next two. Regardless, admiral is admiral. And he... <laughs> He was just about getting ready to make Admiral, but he was still the, the commanding officer of the John C. Stennis, which was a 6,000 person aircraft carrier. And it was the centerpiece of the seventh fleet. <laughs> and he was up there. So he's, you know, a, an extremely big wig on the boat and in the Navy. And yeah, so they, I had a spot check with him. I was so nervous. Uh, the the whole two days before the everybody was in the shop was getting everything clean making because it's very rare that the commanding officer comes into your your shop but for this we knew and the whole weapons department like everybody like knew they're like oh my god you've got a spot check with the CEO they're like how'd you you know good luck it giving me teasing me and they knew I was nervous I was 20 years old and uh, no actually I was. I don't remember. I was either just about 21 or just under 21. So the reason I'm telling you this is 
I was mortified when that day came. I still remember it. You know, I had to have the perfect, uh, the the perfect uniform on. Everything was spotless in the shop. I had the our division chief, our division leading petty officer, uh, the division officer, the divo they call him for the division officer. So they were all there, and they were watching and waiting. And of course. You know, uh, they, they call officer on deck and everybody has to stand up and salute. And I was scared shitless, needless to say. I was so nervous. I was trying not to shake. So we were starting to go through the spot check. And he said, uh, he's like, hey, shit, mate. He's like, you're you're pretty nervous. He's like, just, just take a breath. Uh, he said, you know what? I, I put my my pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. I'm just... I'm just a person like you. I'm just a little bit older. I've been doing this a little bit longer and I just wear a different uniform and a different rank than you do. But he's like, honestly, I'm just the guy. So uh, he's like, just take a breath. Let's start it over. And as soon as he said that, boom, it clicked. You know, it was like a pressure relief valve. The air was being let out of a balloon. All my nervousness went away. I passed that spot check with flying colors. Um, got a great recommendation from the gun boss. You know, they said, great job. I did so well. They, came, <laughs> I got another uh, spot check with the executive officer about a month later, who's one rung below the uh, commanding officer. So I handled that one like nothing because uh, I had super high confidence. And that goes to show that hard work gets you more work, as they say. The point is, after that spot check, I was on cloud nine. I thought I just crushed this spot check that people were would dread, which I was dreading. And it it's just a point going forward that for the rest of my life, I still look back on that. I'm 42 years old. And if I ever have a high pressure moment or something coming in, I, I remember that I close my eyes. I remember standing at the counter. We were out to sea. And I still remember the swaying of the ship standing in our shop and just the captain of the whole the boat you know the commanding officer of the boat telling me it's okay it's going to be fine I'm just a guy we're just guys here so let's go so with that being said I took 10 minutes to tell that story that was a sea story for you so we're gonna have to speed up through this uh what I wanted to talk about read a Zig Ziglar book again I revisited it And a great quote I want to share with you is he says, remember, failure is an event, not a person. Boom, I love that. That is super motivating when you fail. Just remember, you're not the failure. The event was the failure. What you did was a failure. You are not a failure. I love that quote. That is super motivating. Tell that to anybody who needs to hear that. And a quick trading story. My friend Scott was in this trade from about a year and a half ago, I believe. So for Comstock Mining, ticker symbol L-O-D-E, Load had some news and they blew up. I think his average was, you know, a couple thousand shares, I don't know, under 60 cents or something like that, 65 cents. And they were, he had wanted to get out of it. He's done, you know, penny trading. He learned, you know, he's holding some bags, uh, as they say. So he got out and, uh, here he wanted to get up. I just gave away the story. So he he texted me and he's like, "Hey, what do you think? Loads blowing up." I pulled up my chart. This is something I'll talk about uh, this weekend if I can get my chart done. I'll show you what I looked at, and I'll use load. I'll use exactly this example. 
Uh, on the CCI, which is an indicator I use, I'll explain it, was at 600. The RSI, the relative strength indicator, was at 80, which means they were sky high off the charts. This was an extremely rocket ship straight up shot. And I told him, like, dude, you got to get out. I, I don't know when it's going to come down or how much, but it will come down. I am 100% certain of that. So he was waffling. He thought, well, what if it goes higher? It might go higher. And, and he sold at like 205, 206. I think the high was 212. And what, today it closed at a dollar. It was under a buck for a little bit. So just goes to show you that if you're trading, don't ever be afraid to lock in profits. I do a little bit of trading here and there. Um, it's hard because I think like, well, I could lose this money and then I could invest that in dividend stocks, which I do. But uh, it's, you know, I like that, that I have that itch. I have that that gambler, I want to get rich quick. So, you know, I'll take 50 bucks or 40 bucks and, and play an option or just buy some shares of a penny stock like I did with uh, Leap Therapeutics, ticker symbol LPTX. Uh, I'm about ready to stop out on that one. Uh, I think it was in a buck 99 and um, not so well on that. So listen to the music. I need to take a sip of some Wawa. Ah, the dulcet tones, the great beats provided to me by Anchor. So I have a, 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 a variety of different background tracks I can pick, but I, I like this one the best. I tried a few others and I just, I don't like them. So we'll stick with this. It, it's become the show. It is me. It's part of me. So uh, in the taxable account, we'll start kicking it off and go quick here. Uh, I did receive some dividends. This is the weekly recap, by the way. I received $3.16 from Procter & Gamble. I received $9.46 from Energy Transfer, ticker symbol ET. That one I'm nervous about. That one I'm expecting a cut because the payout ratio is really high, like sky high, and they are not meeting their debt, so they're having to pay the um, they're having to pay the dividend out of debt or borrowing money right now to pay that dividend, which is never good and that's not sustainable. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy that while it lasts, but I think energy transfer is gonna be good for um, many years to come. There's just gonna be some choppiness, I think, for the next year or two. And then today I received some dividends from good old Starbucks, ticker symbol SBUX, $6.56. So just in my taxable this week, I received $19.18 of dividends, which is awesome because out of all the buying I did, deduct $19.18, and that's my dividend discount for the week. Just rolling that money right back in. Reinvest it, let it compound. So what I did buy was on Tuesday, I bought two shares of Realty Income, ticker symbol O, at $61.14. They pay a uh, monthly dividend. They are the monthly dividend company. Aw, the monthly dividend company. That's how I think of it. They advertise on their site. We are the monthly dividend company. Yes, yes, you are. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> o is the monthly dividend company. They do pay out. Uh, I like to use cash flow or free cash flow of the payout ratio, which is at 85%. And as you know, or you may not know, REITs are required by law to pay out 90% of their uh, earnings as a dividend. So it, it's a little skewed with, with the cash flow. It's close. 
I should look better into that. I don't know how the cash flow can be 85% when it's supposed to be 90% because REITs are basically pass through entities. They're allowed to retain 10% of their earnings uh, and as profit. Um, so always paying a 4.59% yield, which is very nice. And those two shares added $5.60 of annual income to my account. Then I bought a share of Duke, ticker symbol. Oh, one more thing about O. I am a little nervous and I might lighten up. Just that retail space is looking a little bit so-so. Eh, and I don't I don't know. I like I, so I have uh, Simon Property Group, ticker symbol SPG and O. And I think O is a little bit better position to maintain because they have um, some uh, Home Depots and Walgreens. They do have some movie theaters, which those are going to be opening back up. But I'm worried. Uh, I think COVID has accelerated the online um, e-commerce. And I think that's going to hurt the whole retail REIT sector in general. So, um, but I, I, I still think people need Walgreens. People need Home Depot. That stuff's not going to be all online, at least not just yet. I don't know how you're going to buy lumber online. They don't have too many Home Depot stores, but you get my point. So you can go on Realty Income's website and see a nice little breakdown of their top tenants and all their tenants for that matter. So then I did buy a share of Duke, Duke Energy, ticker symbol D-U-K at $81.86. Uh, they do pay 96 and a half cents per share per quarter. Uh, the cash flow is 31%, super low. I love seeing that. Really low for a regulated utility. I love regulated utilities because they have that monthly income to fill the coffers, just checks coming in from everybody. And I don't know about you, but I think people need electricity. So I feel super confident. Duke is one of those when I, I, I want a dollar cost average in and buy something. And if I don't see anything jumping out at me, I just go, you know, uh, Duke, Pepsi, Johnson & Johnson 3M. Those are some of the ones that I don't mind paying a little more for, even if they're overvalued because, hey man, pay up for quality. I'd rather overpay for premium, secure quality than try and find a deal on something that's a little uh, more risky. Uh, so yeah, I bought a share of Duke. <clears throat> uh, that added $3.86 to my annual income. I bought a share of ABV, ticker symbol ABBV, and this is a cool share because I bought this share while I was working at ABV in Abbott Park here in Illinois on Tuesday. So I was standing in ABV and I bought a share of ABV while they were loading ABV products on the, the loading dock by where I was working. And I just, I got a chill, like looking at it. It's just cool. I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to shake the people's hands and say like, thank you for your hard work. I really appreciate it as your boss. I want to tell you what a fine job you're doing. Now get back to work. What are you standing around talking to me for? So someday I might get the, the balls to do that to somebody. But anyway, so share of Abby at $95 and 64 cents. Uh, they pay $1 and 18 cents a quarter. Only 46% of their cash flow is paid out as a dividend. God, I love that. For that, that nice, it's a 4.96% current yield. Um, that added $4.72 of annual dividend income. I love Abby. That's another one that I, I don't ever have a problem buying. God, I'm 19 minutes in. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Okay, today I bought a share of ticker symbol Pepsi, ticker symbol PEP at $135.69. That has a uh, 1.0225 share uh, per quarter. Sorry, I'm trying to rush now. Thank you for listening to me. 
You might need to slow this one down, everybody. Just slow it on down. 55% cash flow for Pepsi. Not not uh, not bad at all. Uh, they only pay a 2.99% dividend uh, yield. So that's, I'd like to be right around three, but hey, for such a big quality company, that's beautiful. So that added $4.09 of annual income. A little bit of a surprising one today. Uh, I want to get out of this symbol, which is CubeSmart. I think there's better places I could have my money. So I'm trying to average down in hopes that they pop up. But if they don't, you know, like Huey Lewis saying, happy to be stuck with you. That didn't sound like Huey Lewis at all. Happy to be stuck with you. Happy to be stuck with Cube. I'm happy to be stuck with Cube. So I got three of those at $92.97. Does anybody even remember Huey Lewis? Or is that just me as a product of the, the 80s when I spent my childhood? Uh, $92.97, three shares. So they pay $0.33 cents a quarter, uh, 74% cash flow. Again, they are a REIT, so I thought it was supposed to be 90%. This is something I'm going to look into to make myself a better educated investor. Uh, 4.27% dividend yield, not bad. That added $3.96 of annual income. Uh, two shares of Cisco CSCO at $41.95. They pay $0.36 cents a quarter. Beautifully low, 42% of cash flow. Love Cisco. Keep buying more Cisco here in the low 40s. I think I'm going to pick up more next week. I enjoy Cisco because I want to have that tech exposure. And while tech is going up and they're not, you know, hey, that's that's fine. They're still a solid company. I'm buying them for the income. Uh, three dot three. Bleh. 3.40% yield. So they're over three, almost three and a half percent starting right now. So that added $2.88 of annual dividend income. So my forward looking income right now for the taxable is $1,453.08 for the next 12 months. And this week I added $25.11 of dividend income. That is cool. I like it. I like it. I love it. Okay, now to the self-directed IRA, and we're going to go through this quick. There's not as much. Um, dividends, same uh, Procter & Gamble, 3.16. Uh, bank interest I received because I have cash sitting in there, and Charles Schwab does pay you interest uh, on cash that you have sitting there. So I got nine whole cents, nine cents. And then $2.87 from Starbucks, which uh, gave me $6.12 of dividend income for the week. So the buys on Tuesday, I bought a share of Duke, ticker symbol D-U-K. We went over that uh, at $81.88. That added $7.72 of dividend income. On Friday, I bought Friday. That's today. Look at my notes. I can read. I'm so proud of me. Six shares of Cisco at $41.88. Added $8.64 of dividend income. And then I did it again. I, I say oops i did it again i bought two shares of duke at 8110 <laughs> that's really good huh if you're still listening with me how about that two shares of duke at 81 dollars and 10 cents today and i was standing inside of fresnius Kabi, a pharmaceutical company today in bensonville illinois when i did that waiting for my contact that added seven dollars and 72 cents of oh i'm wrong Oh, I did my math wrong. I apologize, everybody. That's going to be doubled. So uh, two shares of Duke at 8110. I can't do the math. That's like 15 bucks. Yeah, I think. 
one. Then I wrapped it all up with one chair, one chair of chub, uh, one share of ticker symbol CB at $122.25. Chubb is the uh, insurance company to the stars. Now they're the insurance company for the big, um, big corporations. Very solid company. Great, great low. 26% of free cash flow. Hey, 26%. Uh, financials are a bit beaten up and this has been no different. Uh, I was looking at Morgan. They've been taking a a hit. Uh, Again, the financials are just struggling. If you go to Finviz and look at groups, you can see the performance of all the sectors. So that's a cool little thing. I'll talk about another time. Got to hurry it up here. Uh, So Chubb added uh, $3.12 on that one share. And it has only a 2.56%. So 2.5%. That's uh, like, you know, right toward the lower end of um, what I like a a starting yield to be. So my current SDIRA is at $31,668.72. And the income is at $1,127.92. And the the shares I bought added this week $27.20 of annual dividend income. So with that being said, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on with the market. This thing is just a, it's a B, it cannot go down. There's no more down days. We we don't go down. We only go up. There's only up. There is no more corrections. No, that's what the Federal Reserve basically said. There's no more corrections, no more uh, consolidation. There's no more dips, no more blips, no more drops, nothing. No more recessions. We're only up from here, can only go up. So, okay, I guess so. That's, that's how markets work now. There's never any downs. So, I'm going to get out of here to uh, to come right back and tell you the song I'm going to play. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to stick around, follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Check out my YouTube channel, which I'm kind of doing it a little bit differently over there. Uh, that's called Dapper Dividends as well. Uh, I have another little side project I'm doing called Stashing Worthy Acorns, where I put $50 into these three apps, the Stash Worthy Bonds and Acorns app. I'm adding 20 bucks a month and sharing that experience every week with all y'all. So I'm going to be right back. And hey, I'm back. So it's funny if you're sitting here with me, I literally just said, and I'll be right back. Hey, I'm back, but I can split it and change the music and put in those funny little uh, sound effects and transitions. I think that's cool. It sounds like, I don't know, I took a break, but literally it was maybe half a second. But you don't know that, so just play along. Play along like I went away and I came back. So this week, the song, this is a song not many people are going to know, but it is Crash by The Primitives. And it is from, a, from one of my all-time favorite movies, Dumb and Dumber. I love Dumb and Dumber. This is ties back into when I was in high school. Yes, I know a lot of it does, but what can I say? Those were good times. It was a very liberating time in my life because I wasn't quite yet a responsible adult and I yet I still wasn't a kid and I had just started driving when Dumb and Dumber came out and I had a good friend in high school and a few years out of high school now we kind of lost touch and that was the first I, I joked around it was our date. Uh, he, this kid, Mike Byrne, sat near me in ooh, Eng- an English class. It was an English class. He sat near me and 
you know, everybody liked Jim, Jim Carrey. I think this was just after the mask or just before the mask. Either way, uh, commercials were everywhere. We were kind of jokesters and we kind of had some stuff in common and yeah, it was snowing out and I was like, dude, after school, I'm like, why don't we go check out Dumb and Dumber? He's like, all right, man, let's do it. So yeah, <laughs> it was snowing. We went, uh, checked out Dumb and Dumber at the movie theater and it is just one of my favorite movies. It is so stupid and it is just, I just, you go with it. I love it. And this was one of the songs from there. So I bought the soundtrack on cassette tape. Don't remember, how, don't know how many of you people know what cassette tapes are. I'm so, assuming some of you do. I bought the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack on cassette. And I just remember driving around and this is the one song that stood out that I liked. So cool time reminds me of being in high school my grandparents are alive uh, turmoil at home between me and my stepfather uh, you know high school strange time in your life that those high school years so here I am my daughters just started yesterday they started school remote learning they started sixth and seventh grade so my oldest daughter will be at that pivotal freshman year in high school in two years so uh, I love it man it's life um, you know, I like to look back and wish I did things differently. And I'll end it on this by telling you that I lost a few years and I had some issues being stuck in the past and wishing I did things differently. And it got my future and present time down. And I lost that time. I can't get it back. Time is the only non-renewable resource we have. You can get more money. Money is the most renewable resource. And just remember that, uh, I'll leave you with this to learn from the past, but just don't live in the past. That's a Zig Ziglar quote. So I'm going to get out of here and I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Peace.